Stuff Podcasts. This is always, I find it a little bit cold. In this case, you could have stainless here because we have warm timber all around. Mm -hmm. But some people, if they say they want the whole kitchen in stainless, it looks, for me, it looks too cold uh, for home. Yes, yeah. I Welcome to First Rung, Season 2, Renault 101, a stuff-homed podcast brought to you with support from Rosine. I'm Kylie Klein-Nixon. And I'm Joe Davis. And in this episode, our third, we tackle the big two, the rooms that we all want to look good, that also happen to be the rooms that cost the most to renovate, the kitchen and bathroom. They're definitely up there in terms of Kiwi's concerns. And real estate agents tell us you'll always get the best bang for your buck in terms of resale in these rooms. And let's face it, we spend a lot of time in them. Yes, as they say, the kitchen's the heart of the home. Not quite sure what that makes the bathroom. Neither. Let's not dwell on that. Well, I know you're thinking about having your kitchen done, so tell us a little bit about that, Jo. Yes, I will. And you caught up with kitchen and bathroom designer Davinia Sutton. She's won a lot of awards, so I'm keen to hear her advice. We also hear from retiree Karen Batchelor, whose basic bathroom reno turned into quite a big job. And we wrap up with three top tips from renovation specialist Dave Giorgetti. Our reno daydream is that real sort of English country vibe where you've got a large property with that huge greenhouse and a space to have your children run around and your dog running around in the backyard and I can just pot around in the veggie garden and that's, that's our dream reno. So I hear your 1950s kitchen could do with some work. That's right, let me tell you about it. This one's personal for me because I'm thinking about having my kitchen renovated. My kitchen's not terribly ugly, and the dishwasher goes, there's plenty of storage, and the benchtop is Remu, which I don't mind. On the other hand, it's dated, at least 30 years old. Three of the cupboard doors are hanging off their hinges, and the extraction fan sounds like a DC-10 taking off. A hot water cylinder takes up a lot of space, and we don't use it anymore, we've got gas hot water. The worst thing about the kitchen is that it doesn't have room for a full-size fridge, it's just got one of those little under-the-bench models. Not really sufficient for us hungry lot. We have got a full-size fridge freezer, but it's down the hallway, through the bathroom, through the toilet, and in the laundry. The oven needs cleaning too, so maybe it really is time for a whole new kitchen. I've lived here for about two years, and in that time I've insulated under the floor, put in gas hot water, put up new curtains and painted one room. I also had the floor sanded and polished in the dining room, and in two bedrooms. When I pulled the living room carpet up, expecting to get that polished too, instead of beautiful old Remo, I found most of it was plywood. Whoa, that was an expensive discovery. I called in builder and cabinet maker Dirk Hefter, and one of his team lay bamboo flooring for me. It looks great. Dirk's a stickler for a good job, and I trust him. I come to that now. If we would build the kitchen, as we said here, we could use for the fronts, there is a reasonable priced um, plywood with white finish on the outside. Meaning when you cut, you see the plywood edges, and we often do cut out handles. He came over to look at the kitchen, and he had plenty of ideas about doing it on a budget. Also the plywood, you know? So you have a little bit... What features in between, and I always think, especially for the price, it looks that looks quite good. We do that pretty much 
half of the kitchen we do now this because we can buy the same plant while he was here he fixed half a dozen of those tricky inlay hinges and we joked that that meant i don't even need the kitchen renovated anymore making this podcast and in my job at home we hear about lots of people doing this kind of reno themselves but i know my limits i can pull up carpet i can change light bulbs i can even sew curtains but that's about it my friend Carla explained to me once what I'd need to do to extend my chook run. And after she went through the process for digging and measuring and concreting, I knew it would never happen. Some of us are just not cut out for DIY. Still, I'm a homeowner and I must renovate. So I paid special attention to the kitchen reveals on the Block NZ this year. Their light and bright kitchen renovations all cost between twenty dollars and $30,000. Is that realistic? Jeremy Gray from builderscrack.co.nz knows a thing or two about what kitchen renos cost. A budget of ten dollars to $20,000 on a small to medium sized kitchen renovation would cover things like new cabinets and cabinetry, drawers, cupboards, all with quality hardware, uh, quality plumbing fixtures with sinks, etc. No name appliances with a basic splashback and lower end flooring such as lino and luxury vinyl. Spending into the twenty dollars to $50,000 range would allow for you to rework some of the plumbing and electrical, i.e. moving your oven, moving your sink, etc. and some nice to have such as high-end hardware with soft-closed drawers, high-quality tiling, high-quality flooring and a larger splashback. For more than $50,000 you could expect to bring in natural stone bench tops and other significant changes to the functional layout as well as just a lot more options with the look and feel of all of the aspects of your kitchen. I'm still waiting for my quote to come back from Dirk but in the meantime I'm turning up the mattresses and emptying the kids piggy banks to get this project funded. You're deep in DIY, but your paint can still be professional. Check out Resine for your reno project. So I'm thinking I won't get much change from 30 grand for my kitchen. That is a lot of cheddar, mate. You also caught up with someone whose fairly standard-sized bathroom reno costs about 25k, right? Yes, Karen Batchelor from Hope in Tasman shared her story of upgrading her bathroom. It was an emotional decision for her because it was a room her late husband had built years before. But she's more than happy with the clean, modern look. I asked her what she had done. Total, complete reno. Took a bath out and put a shower in. Uh, had a new vanity put in, had a new toilet put in. Everything's brand new. And why did you want to do that? Just to sort of update? It was dulled and tired. Like me. <laughs> and you didn't you don't like having a bath? No, we had a shower over a bath. Okay. And you never used the bath. It's just <laughs> I'm in a house where I'm desperate to get a bath put in. Yeah, <laughs> but you're the opposite. But were you um future proofing your bathroom? I guess so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Looking at my old age. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna die here. <laughs> Karen told me the renovation was emotional for her because her husband, who died nine years ago, had built on the bathroom and kitchen as an extension to their family home. Still, she's pleased with how it turned out and she was grateful to Trade Central for one particular aspect of their service. I asked her what that was. 
Yes, they brought me a bathroom on a trailer and that was extremely good. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. Well, you've only got the one bathroom here, so you would have been struggling. Yeah, there were three people in the house, yes. Right. No, it was really good. And um, it wasn't just a port loo was it? No, bathroom shower. It was complete like I've just put them. Is that right? Oh, that's a great idea. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Best idea ever. Well, three weeks without a bathroom and a toilet would have been a hard struggle. Right, sure thing. <laughs> so it only took three weeks. It's not too bad, is it? And would you, you got more renovations planned? I have. Going to do the kitchen next. So, yeah. And that's it? No, I'll go. I'm going to do the kitchen, then I'm going to paint or do something here. It'll be, I don't know, what next? <laughs> A little by little. Little by little. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Don't know your safete from your skirting board? DIY enthusiast Glenn Cousins is here to help you with the lingo. I bet you think particle board, plasterboard, and strand board are all just jib, don't you? Well, no. And if I can move halfway across the world and relearn the name of drywall, you can too. Jib is a brand name. The generic of that would be plasterboard. You know... It's like Panadol and Paracetamol, Band-Aid and Sticking Plaster, Hula Hoop and, I don't know, Circle Thing that goes round and round if you move your hips right. Anyway, that's plasterboard, and it's made of gypsum plaster sandwiched between two layers of paper. As any DIYer knows, it's a hundred times better than lath and plaster. That nasty stuff was used in New Zealand before the 1920s, and sometimes later. It's basically thin strips of wood gummed together with plaster and occasionally <laughs> horse hair. Suffice it to say, it's a mess to remove. Renovating a kitchen or bathroom can be a minefield. So here's some advice from award-winning designer Davinia Sutton, NZ Kitchen and Bathroom Awards Designer of the Year and founder of Detail by Davinia Sutton. When you open everything up, you can find hidden surprises. So it's just having that clarity right at the start, just with your budget and then just doing the research into the market and what's available um, with regards to products to achieve that and and then sticking to that. And my other suggestion would be once you start, don't make changes. Do your groundwork first mm. because mm. when you make changes, it usually costs um, either time, money or both. Sometimes when opening a space up, you might want to reference before find hidden um, elements or surprises. Um, for example, with with some of our projects over my career path, I've seen um, like a bathroom opened up and there'd been a fire that had gone through the homestead um, yeah, oh and goodness. had just That's been... the not kind of nightmare. No yeah, ones, nightmares, yeah, yeah. Um, or like in bathrooms you might have, you know, there's been um, a moisture buildup or um, wet spaces have had rot or dry rot come through as well and so... And sometimes, you know, you open up and there's structural elements that have been affected with this. Mm. So it's really just been kind of allowing for that to the possibilities of what the you think is there. Yeah. Right. There's, a, there's a real trend at the moment for that sort of spa-style bathroom and the the kitchen that you can, there's part of the, the living space. Yes. How should people kind of keep a lid on their dreams, I guess, be realistic? Is that right? Or no? You think yeah. <laughs> You're saying, no, dream big. <laughs> um, it's really hard. And, and I think bathrooms and kitchens are getting harder and harder to DIY just because of, you know, because of the the um, online 
options of, you know, hows and Pinterest and Instagram and, and all of that's been really fed into our mindset. And mm. you get these lovely images that portray, you know, gorgeous bathrooms and we've reven- renovated this. And I do mm. just question with regards to, you know, like, for instance, if you open up a bathroom, you have quite a few factors of trades in such a small space that, say, if you are moving plumbing, you really need a plumber. Um, yeah, because yeah. as soon as you touch that space, it's an investment back into your home. What are you trying to achieve with your renovation? Uh, is it a long term? Is it a quick fix? Um, because there's a lot of cheap product on the market, but then what you pay is the quality you get as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's has a real minefield with a bathroom. If you're putting in tiles, if you've got a really large format tile, which is a really on trend at the moment, you've got to have a substrate to take that. So when I mean a substrate. If you're using like anything over sort of a 450 by 450, I would encourage using Villaboard. And so then you've got expense with that rather than just jib right. aquiline. So there's a lot of elements that DIYs possibly might not be aware of. So would you say then it's probably better if you're first time, you're looking more at sort of DIYing to make it livable while you save up for a much bigger project six years down the track kind of thing when you can do you know, live your dreams, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few ways you could be clever. Like, for instance, and I guess it just comes down to your space and what you're wanting to do. If you're wanting to just do a, a tart up, it might be just changing plumbing and fittings and fixtures, which is purchase them and then get the plumber to put them in kind of thing. Or engage with a tradie at that point in time and they might be able to get you better buying rates as well. Um, and then it might be just a lick of paint and, you know, if there's some tiling, Talk to a tiler, get a tiler in, get some, or if you've got a builder that you want to work with, get them in. Just engage in some of those sub-trades to be able to help you on that journey and get it right. And sort of our rule of thumb, regardless of the client's budget, is do it once, do it right. And then you're going to save time and money down the track as well. But mm-hmm. I guess it's just to the extent of what you're wanting to do with regards to your innovation. Like if it's, yeah, as I said, moving plumbing, then that gets a little bit more trickier. Try not to touch exterior facade, like window placements and that, because again, that's such a flow and effect and can trigger building consents. But just to make people aware, like there's hidden costs. So like even when you're touching up a bathroom space, waterproofing, and by the way of the building code, really does need anything. As soon as you touch waterproofing, you actually need a building consent. So then you bring in a whole nother element and... And that's the sort of stuff first-timers are never going to think of, Exactly, are they? exactly. And just being careful. Like, I think also our building code is quite different to Australia. You know, we follow not too differently from Australia, but even what happens in Europe and in, in the States is they have different building regulations. And, like, we've had clients, for example, in the past um, even bring in bathroom fittings fixtures or appliances or lighting, and it's got completely different loadings. So right, just yeah. even some of the lovely, beautiful decorative lighting you might see in magazines and things can't actually be put into that location in a bathroom. It has to be IP rated. So there's quite right. a few kind of, that's why I was saying they are a bit of a minefield at the start because there's quite a few regulations to consider. Um, and if you don't, uh, it's my understanding then that starts to have a bit of an impact on insurance. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, for instance, when you think of a bath, you've got, um, depending on the type of bath, so some baths can weigh up to sort of 180 kgs, 
um, plus. And then once you put water in and a person in, you know, you're getting up there 400, 500 kgs potentially. So if you put it into a first floor bathroom, you've got to consider, well, what structural elements and members have I got underneath this to take the weight? Right. So Otherwise, you can end you up You could with be having some serious problems. So serious problems. All those elements, I guess, come into play with the renovation. And um, the other thing to just be aware of if I talk about kitchens is electrical fittings. Um, like appliances, if you install an induction hob, that will often take a different loading with regards to the power supply that a lot of older homes don't have to what a sort of a freestanding range might be or a, a ceramic hob. So then you can suddenly get into quite a lot of expense. And if you have to upgrade that, I have seen projects have then had to turn around and upgrade their whole electrical switchboard because it's out of regulations. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got quite a lot of cost, yeah, that you hadn't even factored in. So it's just, that's why I'd say do the research at the start. Another thing that catches people out quite a bit is water pressure. Um, so depending on your hot water cylinder or what type of heating system you've got in your home, gas is fine, but a lot of older homes still find we have in New Zealand unequal or low pressure hot water systems, cylinders, sorry. And so then that has an impact on your tapware selection. Yes, that's right, and you you can't use certain shower heads and yeah. So then instead of like all of that stuff, if it. you purchase a fitting that's got uh, pressure for only low uh, for high pressure um, or what we call mains, um, then that won't. It'll be a dribble out of a low pressure c- cylinder or an unequal cylinder. So again, it's just being clever with what you're purchasing actually aligns with what the bones of what you've got to work with, basically. Yeah, correct. So so before you kind of get carried away with your, your beautiful splashbacks and your the fun part tiles, yep. the fun part, <laughs> there's a lot of research and homework to do to correct. make sure what you're, you're buying is going to work for you. Correct, correct, correct. It's not just pretty colours and paints and, and finishes. It's really just coming back to the the basics of what you require and just making sure that we've you've captured all of that really, done your homework before going in and purchasing because a lot of companies also, if you've purchased, won't restock without a restocking fee. Oh, what does that what does that mean? So if you've purchased something and say it doesn't work, a lot of merchants um, will take the product back if it's, you know, in a nice packaged and it's all presentable to be old and sold, but they'll also charge what we call a restocking fee. So that's a fee that that company in states to put it back into their system and either send it back to the supplier or um, so it's not just sort of, oh, sorry, this won't work. You'll get your money back, but you sometimes have to occur a restocking you fee have to, lose to do a that. Bit of it on the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And sometimes that can be 10% of that product's value. Gosh, that's, it's a real minefield to it start is a real doing this stuff as a, as a first timer, isn't it? And, like, and that's why I said, you know, back in the day, yes, it used to be really simple. And, you know, I think, well, when I say that, from what I've watched, that kitchens and bathrooms, uh, and especially renovations, have become builds within their own builds. That's definitely the impression I get that it's a, a specialist area inside building and reno, isn't it? Yes, completely. Completely. Wow, that's a lot to think about. Thanks so much to, to, to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. To wrap up this week, I asked Reno specialist Dave Giorgetti from Refresh Renovations for his three top tips for each of the two big rooms. My first tip for a bathroom renovation, um, it depends a little bit on budget, but it would be to take time to plan the ideal layout. 
so some people are going to be limited to replacing like for like where things are and, and just upgrading, but other people may be able to move things around and, and get a more ideal layout. And what I'd suggest when you start that process is to measure up the room and draw a, a floor plan to scale. So maybe a centimetre on paper is a metre in real life. And then try the fittings um, in different locations until you're happy with that you've got a, a great layout. And remember that you know you can move doorways or you might be able to replace a swing door with a cavity slider to make to free up some more space um, and things like that. The second tip that I'd have is that we want to think about getting the infrastructure right. And so by that I mean things like uh, ventilation, you know, it's great if you've got opening windows. Um, it's not essential, but at least we need some form of moisture extraction uh, to prevent mould and damp. Um, we'd want to think about the lighting in the room, the general lighting, as well as um, some lighting at the mirror or the vanity that would land in front of your face. Um, and some form of heating, I think, is advised as well. So there's no point having this beautiful bathroom if, if you step out of the shower and it's freezing cold. So, you know, we can look at wall heaters or we can look at um, a combination um, heater, light, fan in the ceiling, or if you've got a tiled floor, under floor heating. But I think for a, a smart bathroom, heating is an essential part of the infrastructure. The third thing that I would say is to then and only now look at the, the look and feel that you want in the room. Now, this is the fun part, and it's the bit that everybody tends to race into. These days, it's made a lot easier because there are great websites and apps where you can get lots of ideas. One that I'd suggest is house.co.nz, that's H-O-U-Z-Z. -Z. Pinterest is also great, and there are plenty of others. And um, some of these have amazing search functions. And so you can type, for example, that you'd like to see pictures of a dark vanity with white subway tiles or whatever it might be. Um, and then save any the pictures of the things that you'd like, save them in a, a scrapbook or an idea book or paste them into a Word document, whatever it is. And, um, and make a note of what you like in those pictures. And that really helps when you, when you come back to putting it all together um, and it would be the most helpful thing that you can offer a professional if you're working with a designer or a project manager so that they can understand what you're looking for. As well as looking online, um, very important to visit showrooms as well. So um, you'll never get a good idea of the, the colour or the look of a tile online, so go to tile centres, but also visit the bathroom showrooms to look at fittings because um, you want to make sure you don't get to the end of your renovation and think, oh, I wish I knew that that was available or, or I'd seen that before. Um, there are so many options available. There are different metallic finishes and the only way you'll, you'll see all of these in the flesh is by visiting some of the showrooms. Thanks, Dave. And I know you've put some thought into kitchen reno essentials as well. When looking at kitchens, I would suggest that you look at the big picture first. So what I mean by that is that um, the kitchen's very expensive and you want to make sure that you don't spend that money and end up with a beautiful kitchen in a room that feels gloomy or the sink looks out over the compost heap or whatever it may be. So ask yourself, is the kitchen in the best place or could it be swapped with the dining room? Um, in a lot of situations or with certain budgets, you may be limited to leaving it where it is. Uh, but you can still address things like flow to other living areas or connection to the outside. So, you know, perhaps you can move a wall or um, address the natural light by enlarging a window. One of the biggest differences we've made um, in kitchens is adding skylights. If you haven't got an upstairs above, um, these, and these can make a huge difference and, and don't require a building consent. Similar to bathrooms, my next tip would be about the layout. Again, this is going to be really important. Um, and so draw up a floor plan to scale. Uh, in a kitchen, ideally, you'll have one high wall where you can put 
the things that need to go against a high wall, like a fridge or a pantry. And quite often on that wall, you'll have the hob so that you can have an extractor above it as well. So those three things will go on a high wall. Um, and then outside of that, you have a bit more flexibility. Loads of people are looking for a kitchen island so that you've got a so social space that's sort of on the edge of the kitchen. Um, if an island won't fit, perhaps you can get a peninsula that's anchored to the wall at one end. It's not such a big deal to move plumbing in a kitchen. You've only got one connection, and that's a sink, even though it may have a dishwasher hanging on the side of it, um, unlike a bathroom. So very often it's easy to move the kitchen and get the sink you know, somewhere where there's a nice outlook. And then prioritise what's most important. You may not be able to fit everything, so you might not get twin sinks, you know, a two-door fridge and a double oven. So think about what is important every day. Um, so what's the priority every day as opposed to Christmas Day or one day a year or whatever it might be. My third tip for kitchen renovation is, is the same as with the bathroom in terms of doing the research to get the look that you want. And uh, those same websites, you know, they cover all the rooms in the house and outside the house. So um, search for what you want, make your idea books, um, visit showrooms to look at appliances and the different options that are, are available and, and then put it all together. Dave says he's seen fab new kitchens and bathrooms really change a client's life when they have their finished room a lot of people have put up with something that doesn't really work for them for an awfully long time and you know it really can totally change their enjoyment of the home if they they wake up to a beautiful bathroom every morning or prepare a meal in a lovely kitchen every evening phew that's a lot to think about before swinging any sledgehammers in those rooms thanks to our guests this week in the next episode we hear about when things go wrong I think that might be some of those minefields Davinia Sutton was talking about. Sure is. It's not all smooth sailing, or on time, or under budget when it comes to Reno, sadly. Shout out this week to our editor, Jack Price. And thanks also to our sponsors, Razine, New Zealand-made paints for New Zealand-made homes. You can find First Rung on all good podcast platforms, and we really want to hear how your Reno is going. So drop us a line at homed at stuff.co.nz. Happy, Happy renovating! renovating.